Hello and Happy New Year. I'm in Thailand and... I'm on the way to Germany. <laughs> Auf Wiedersehen, bitches. This is our last reunion special. In this week's episode, we discuss learning a new skill as an adult and making some predictions for our future. Ooh, spooky times. Hopefully everyone's had an enjoyable break and we wish you the best start to the next year, but we're still on hiatus, baby, so don't reach out. Have a nice life. What a crazy year it's been. We're going to do a bit of reflecting, aren't we, in this episode? But we're going to start off with something a little bit fun as well. Oh, thank God, because even <laughs> I was getting bored of that idea. <laughs> I thought we'd talk today about new skills and what it's like to learn a skill as an adult. I came up with this idea based on your rudimentary understanding of German, hey, ability to speak it. That's borderline racist. Not for you. I'm German now. I think that's more racist. <laughs> But no, I actually am fascinated with what it takes to learn a new skill. You know, I've been reading a book as well about creating new habits. Yeah. Have you heard of that book? Atomic Atom- Habits. Yeah. yeah, yeah have you yeah. read it? Yeah. About three or four years ago. Yeah. And I guess it's just had me thinking about new skills in general as an adult. What was the last new skill you had to learn apart from something work related? Well, maybe not a new skill I've had to learn, but I guess a new habit and there comes a bit of skill with it is swimming. Yep. I mentioned it earlier in the year, like yep. I started swimming and for the first time ever swimming more than 500 meters. So like a kilometer or more. Yep. So that's kind of, that is a skill and I did have to learn how to not die and drown. So yeah, I'd say swimming and something that I picked up again, which I've just like gone to town on is reading. I just finished my 23rd book in the last six months. Yeah. Wow. 23 books is pretty good. That's really good. I yeah. noticed on your Instagram, you're doing this weird book club thing where you talk to yourself about how you've read a book and this is the <laughs> lessons that you've learned. I actually like it. I think it's like a little bit more. Uh, Different to the nude topless selfies that you usually take. Yeah, fair enough. There are a lot of them. And please head over to George underscore exotic if you'd like to see more. But there's also a book club. So it's something for everyone. Something for the <laughs> old ladies. It's diverse, isn't it? <laughs> something for the young ladies. <laughs> yeah, no. So I'd probably say swimming yep. is a skill. Yep. And uh, yeah, reading. But I knew how to read before. But. Mm, it's fascinating. So that's like an example of a physical skill that you've had to... Mm. teach yourself but Mm. there's also the discipline of you know getting into the water because swimming is not well for me like been swimming for a few years but not to the level that you do and i I find it a big mental yeah i mean uh, i don't swim at a high level by the way but i do try to go most days yeah yeah, yeah. or whatever yeah yeah but yeah you know it's really good it's great for mental health i love it as a skill um but probably one of the bigger kind of skills that i learned the last couple of years is when i was studying auslan Mm, you actually got really good at it I, I was. Well, you, you, I think I was really good for someone that doesn't speak Auslan or or yeah. communicate using Auslan. But, but more so, you were very passionate about it. And I it's was quite passionate admirable. about it. Yeah. So that's for those of you that don't know, Auslan is Australian Sign Language, and I did it for. I did a short course at TAFE, which was like every week, three hours for eight weeks or something like that. And then I also did intermediate level two. Uh, one of the private organisations that we have in Perth. Yeah. And you also did Auslan as well. Yeah. And it was really good for a moment there where we both knew it, that we could communicate with each other to an extent, sign language. I, yeah. I really enjoyed having that skill shared with someone. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. It's great. I love it. Like, and I loved the whole communication. It's such thing. a shame we stopped it. It just, you just lose it. Like, mm. it just disappears. Unless you're, you're living in it and yeah. working in it. Yeah. I think that's one of the things with skills because... You can be really passionate. You can get that 
you know, that drive, you can start to see results and your, your body, your brain just thrives on it. Mm. And as soon as you stop or if there's no impetus around you, if there's no one else doing this thing, it's really hard to keep it going. Yeah, yeah. What do you think the last skill that you had and lost was? I would have to say Auslan. I reckon it's pretty basic now. You don't think you'd be able to get that muscle memory back? Oh, well, of course. Like if you tried, I would be able to get it to a level where it was, you know, the most basic yeah. conversation. Yeah. I mean, I'm, my Auslan's probably at the level of your Germans. That tells you how bad it is. But, um, yeah, I would say I'd probably be able to get it at some some level. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's gone. Like if you tried to sign to me five or six existing signs in a row that I used to know. Yeah. I'd be still processing the first one before mm. you'd, yeah, by the time you'd finished. It's fascinating having learned Auslan and obviously learning German as well, how much easier it was to learn Auslan because it was a motor-based behaviour that you were learning. And it was our language, just a different interpretation yes. of it. yeah, yeah. Although Auslan, it, they say it's a separate language in itself, yeah. but yeah. it's still in English. It's easier to translate across, which yeah, I guess German yeah. and English are probably two of the most similar languages as well. Really? Mm. That's interesting because the words look totally fucking different. Yeah, but... Krankenwagen um, is what they like to say. In that accent Sickness as well. Sickness vehicle. Everyone that was drawn in that actually said that, even though it was a very convincing <laughs> German accent. It could have been me. That was actually him. But no, um, English came from German. So it's Did a it? Germanic language. So out of uh, all the languages, like main languages in the world, the two are the most similar. And there's a lot of um, interplay between the two in terms mm. of English and German words. It's a very literal language, isn't it? Like, is that how you would describe it? Like, doesn't the word explain and describe? Oh, I suppose it's the same in English, really. Yeah, I'm not sure what you're getting at there. Well, what about like Krankenwagen? Isn't like sickness vehicle? It oh, translates to it literally or like, a, like a sickness vehicle. A, a glove in German is Handschuhe, which is handshoe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, this sounds like a literal language. Let's say yes. Oh, sorry. I'm speaking with a, a bilingual cunnilingist. <laughs> sorry, everyone. He he knows a lot of languages. He doesn't get that. Sometimes it all just fuses into one: Spanish, <laughs> Italian, German, English. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're surrounded. You're in a you're in a mixing pot of cultural activity. So, have you picked up other little words from other languages? Well, it's fascinating because I learned Italian in primary school, and so when I'm in Italy, I can tend to get by with basic conversation and Spanish and Filipino are quite similar languages as well. So I used to be able to understand Spanish and speak a bit of Spanish. But ever since I started really intensely learning German, the Italian and Spanish in me has completely gone. Like I'd try to speak Spanish to someone, but then the German words would go into my head and I'd get everything confused. Hmm. And I think it's interesting because I, th- I feel like it's the same area of the brain, that Wernicke's, Broca's area where language is developed and formed. It's almost like the wires are crossed there. It's, it is an interesting observation only because I've heard the opposite of that a lot. Like when you know one language or you're learning another language, it feels like the other one can piggyback off it. Yeah, but so I think that's you, when someone that's fluent, like for me right. it was just basic. It's just too confusing for you Yeah, at the yeah. The pathways and there weren't strong enough, but I feel like my brain's still trying to use the same language pathways and that's why it's all blurring together, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't say you're an expert at English either. So it's just all good, like, you know. Is that an Asian comment? No. <laughs> Come back to this fucking country and you bloody... <laughs> Bring up my race and culture. It wasn't about being Asian. It's just about your small vocab, <laughs> <laughs> which is not a euphemism, by the way. But yeah, would, what was the last new skill that you learned? 
Would you say ab- outside apart of from the German, two languages? Apart from the yeah, the pidgin German that you're speaking. Um, how to talk to women? I don't. Oh, wait, I'm still that learning that. Yeah. <laughs> Went for the same joke. <laughs> so predictable. What about like a physical skill? Physical skill. Um, tennis. <laughs> sorry, I didn't think you were going to say that. <laughs> just, just really like randomly. All right, sorry. Let me say no, that. no, no. Tennis is good. We'll go with tennis. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, actually, I'd say squash, squash or tennis. Oh, fucking make up your mind. Well, you asked me a fucking question <laughs> just because I have such a big physical prowess and you know, all the sports merge into one. Squash. No, yeah. So originally I played tennis and then picking up squash for the first time, that was a new skill that I had to learn because you'd think it's the same swing as tennis, but it's a completely different. It's more wristy. Okay. More wristy, hey? Yeah. I won't say that. You, I, you reckon I make too many jokes. I'll just move <laughs> on from that. And did you get really into squash? Did you like tunnel vision with it? No. Did you get 30 days of madness. It's intense squash. No, nah, because my ADHD brain, I never focus on anything. That oh, side of fucking neurodiverse. Here we go. <laughs> Everyone's neurodiverse now. Just do your job. <laughs> oh, that's fucking funny. Yes, that, that would probably be the last skill that I had to learn and hone. But even then, like I didn't learn from anyone. I wasn't coached. No, definitely weren't because you sent me a few videos. You were fucking terrible. <laughs> but what do you think? Do you think it's harder to learn a new skill as an adult? Oh, absolutely. Why do you oh, think that is? Depends on the skill. Physically, I think it's easier because... Oh, okay. Like the theory of motor learning. Mm, sure. But then I think it's obviously scientifically proven that languages are easy to learn as Before a child. the age of seven. So I think it depends on the particular type of skill. Yeah, I yeah, I'd pay that, sure. Things mm. that are more highly technical in a physical aspect are probably a little bit easier to pick up as an adult. But then I think there's still technical things that a that a child could learn that are easier like music. So mm. it just depends. But um I think it's pretty hard. I think you become a little bit more solidified in your it's just everything in your life, you know, beliefs, values, skills. Like I think you get to the stage where you're like, Well, this is kind of it and <laughs> Yeah, I like, mean, I'm only 31. But like, no, no, I completely agree. Like we're, we we're kind are always of hit learning, but peak. You, yeah, you start to become comfortable with what you know. Yeah, and I think it is harder to learn a language. Well, we know it's harder, you know, to learn language, but I think it is harder to find time in your day to actually spend time learning mm. because when you're when you're younger, when you're a child, most of your day is scheduled absorbing for learning information. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's literally structured that way. And I think as an adult, we crave routine. And so there we go. day to day, we're wanting to do the same thing over again. That's mm. predictable and that we know. And also I feel like it's, you, there is an ego that's developed when you're an adult. The fact that I don't necessarily want to be seen as being unskilled at something. Mm. I mean, I have this just because of, what I know through my schema therapy is that I like to be perceived as being very confident and competent and all of that. But, you know, I tried to learn hockey. There was a local Perth club, the Pythons, they're great, the uh, gay club. And I was terrible at hockey. I used to play a little bit as a child, as an adult, awful. I don't even think I hit the ball. I think I might have hit it twice in eight games. Really? Yeah, I just couldn't. But get... you were good as a kid. No, wasn't good as a kid. I used to play as a kid. I was fucking terrible as a kid. Even worse as an adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's that thing in soccer. You know, when someone's got the ball and you're trying to get off them, 
you know, you take a big swing and the ball is like <laughs> metres away by that stage. Like they've already done the like <clears throat> through their legs yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's frustrating. Yeah. But on top of that, it's it's a little bit embarrassing as well because there's this idea, at least in my head, that as an adult, I'm perceived as being serious and skilled and this and that. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm swinging a hockey stick and the ball's on the other side of the pitch, you know, yeah. not from anything making contact with my stick. But it's also as an adult, because you have that perception around, I need to be good at this, that's where the avoidant type behaviours kick in, right? How, how Absolutely. As a kid, you're going to keep trying, trying, trying to get better. Yeah. yeah. But as an adult, like if I... You're like, well, fuck that. I wasn't good at it. I'm not doing it anyway. Yeah. I mean, the perfect example was um, I went for dinner with my German friend and his German friends mm-hmm. and we played board games and... Board games food. are good. But they, their level of German wasn't to a level where they were confident enough to engage in English. So... For the whole night, they were speaking in German with each other. They were trying to include me, but I think they thought my German was better than it actually was. And for four hours, I sat there in silence because I had no idea what was happening in the conversation. Mm. And for me, that was such a... I don't want to use the word trauma because that's a bit dramatic, but it was such an uncomfortable feeling for me to be in a social situation where I myself couldn't contribute. Mm. When naturally in a social situation, I like to influence the conversation... Well, um, you are so social. That's the thing. You're yeah. a social butterfly on steroids, yeah. on Mardi Gras night. Like, it's lights, colours. Yeah. That's you. So to be in a situation where I couldn't be that, mm. no matter how hard I tried, mm-hmm. I was like, no, nah, I'm going to avoid this situation. I'm, I don't want to be in that situation again. So I haven't hung out with those friends. That's also a reflection because that's the antithesis of everything you're about. And I'm sure it's really freaking uncomfortable, right? But there would be some people that thought that situation was great and that they would love to be in it again. Oh, yeah. It's just kind of how you I sat there and I was like, introverts like being in this position? Yeah, it's really weird. This is an insensitive word to use, but I felt embarrassed that I was sitting there and not contributing to the social. Oh, I don't think it's weird. No, I understand what you mean. Mm. You normally would be included in that narrative and be a part of it. But yeah, yeah you were yeah. just a silent observer. Same thing with, you know, all my Spanish friends when they all speak Spanish with each other. I mean, they speak English and they include me in the conversation. But at times when they're wanting to explore a concept or a joke or something, they speak Spanish to each other. I'm just like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Language is is strange, but also it's learning a new skill. <laughs> oh, sorry. Back to your topic. <gasps> no, We've no, done no, with the no. German. No, 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 no. I love hearing about your German stories. Yeah, it is. There's avoidance. I mean, I um, I used to do CrossFit for, I've been doing CrossFit for five years now, but I recently had almost a full year off and I've just joined back at a gym and I wasn't able to do some of the things that I've been able to. Like I used to be quite good at my gymnastics skills. I went to do a muscle up in the bar and rings. I used to be, I wouldn't say I was good at them, but it was my thing. Like yeah. everyone knew that's what I did in the gym. Couldn't even do one. Same with the other stuff I would do that was kind of cool, like my handstand walking, couldn't really do it, could do a few metres, but nothing like I used to be able to. And I really had to build it up again. And it's a little bit embarrassing, especially when you have a skill and then you lost it. Mm. Because no one knows that I used to be able to do ring muscle-ups, but I did. And when I tried to do it and I failed, I looked like most of the other people at the gym or the 70% 70% of people that can't even do them. But to me, I knew that I've, I've lost that yep. now. And it was embarrassing. And it's... It is a big ego hit. It is a big ego hit. It's probably one that I needed. Like, to be honest, my ego can run away from me. But yeah, it's that that feeling that, uh, that can lead to avoidance. And you have to put yourself out there all the time. 
Do you think, particularly with physical things, I mean, you're still young and you'll be able to get your skills back, but it makes me think of that fear around getting older and not being able to do things that you once were. I guess, yeah, but that's probably not relevant in my life for like another 50 <laughs> years or so. You're talking about losing physical skills like things that we see day-to-day in disability, like walking, transferring and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, or like, I don't know, if say or you, like just you've passed your peak in being able to do a particular time in swimming or... Oh, we've, I think we've all passed our physical peak. It's like 22, isn't it? Like for most sports mm. and skills. But yeah, I mean, that stuff, stuff doesn't motivate me, but... The CrossFit stuff is good. Like, I love CrossFit. I care about it. That's one sport that I can do, I can stick to. You know, I can get impressive results if I push myself. Mm. Whereas all the other sports, yeah, I don't really have much of an interest in them. I love CrossFit. So, yeah, that's kind of just the thought that I had about the new skills. Oh Well, it's been a lot of fun being back in the studio with you. I think, unfortunately, due to, well, the direction that our lives are going, this will probably be our actual last one. Yeah, it will be. We are super tight for time. Um, I'm flying out to Thailand and Vietnam in a couple of days. I haven't even talked about that. Like, I'm going this big holiday. Yeah. Well, big, two and a half Wait, is this the same holiday that you went on last year that almost killed you? Yes. Well, hopefully you do a good job this time. How dare you? Finish it off. My mum listens And this this. is why this is our last episode. (laughs) Surely it's been a year we can joke about it. No, I'm going to be coming back doing a podcast, but with someone that knows how to actually do recording. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm going back to the white party in Thailand. Um, So Bangkok for six nights and then spending almost, you know, just drive two weeks in Vietnam. Amazing. And you know what? I pulled a good old Joshua Pinello. This morning I was like, hmm, do Australians need a visa for Vietnam? Turns out they do. Turns <laughs> out You're they welcome. Do. Look um, at my sphere of influence. Used to be visa on arrival, but uh, changed a few months ago. So we need a visa to go into Vietnam? Yeah, you just got to pay 25 bucks. Oh, um, just one of those online, like a working yeah. with children check, police clearance. You just Yeah, yeah optional, yeah, I would yeah, say. Yeah. I describe it as optional, highly optional. But they're like, make sure you have a visa before you leave the country that you're coming from. And I was like, yep. So I'm doing that at the moment. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, the trip is going to be amazing. Obviously, the party in Thailand will be like circuit. We all know about circuit. <laughs> no need to Episode read. two, I think it was. Yeah, episode two. Uh, sexuality and circuit. And yeah, so that's going to be really cool. And then flying over to Hanoi and doing like Sapa and Halong Bay. And is that a gay thing as well? Or no? no, no, no. It's just a... It's a normal holiday. Oh, normal. Because gay's not normal. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. That's the big bombshell in the last episode. Gays are normal. That's for sure. That's for sure how I feel. Um, no, it's going to be amazing. Have you ever been to Thailand? Yeah, yeah. I've been to Phuket a couple of times, actually. Okay. And how's um, it? No, sorry. I meant to say, I got my countries confused. I meant to say, have you been to Vietnam? Oh, no. Vietnam's probably one of the few Asian countries I haven't been to. I'd oh. love to go, though. I'm like, really looking forward to the food. Yeah. Vietnamese food, top Asian cuisine. Sorry, Filipinos, but... Oh, I think Thai's number one for me, but... Thai's good. Malaysian's also Can be really a bit good. intense with the spices and stuff. Oh. Thai's, Thai is great, yeah, but yeah, yeah. you could eat Vietnamese. I'm, I'm having this big desire to go back to Asia and travel there. I think from a food point of view, Asian food in Europe is terrible. Oh, man. European food, kind of where you are, is not great. Like, you're in no. Germany, it's sausages and mashed potatoes. Yeah. And, um, if you're in like Italy, oh, Spain, yeah. tapas. Oh, I mean, stop it! Is there anything better than tapas? Patatas like, bravas. 
Yeah, fettuccine Alfredo. Oh. Alfredo. Hawaiian pizza. Character from some Disney movie. Um, Hawaiian, Hawaiian pizza. Yeah, but like if you're in Italy and, and you know, like all of that, that would be amazing. Mm. But no. But yeah, there's just not many Asians in Europe. So I, I didn't realise how good we had it here in Perth from not just mm. a lifestyle point of view, but from a food point of view as well. Yeah, no, we have some great options here. But yeah, anyway, the, my trip, I'm like, I'm super looking forward to it. I think you need it. <laughs> it's only been two months since you've been in your last holiday. Yeah, I actually go traveling every three months. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's going to be fantastic. I'm going to love it. Yeah, but the thing is, by the time you get back, I'll be, well, potentially back in Germany. So we won't be crossing paths. So no, we won't. And how long till you come back to Australia? That's the that's question on everyone's lips. Well, originally the plan was October oh. next year, but... We don't want it originally. What have you pushed it out to now? February 25. Okay. And that's, well, that's need, a conservative measurement, isn't it? It is, it is. Uh, my time there isn't over. I'll always come back here to Perth. Life is amazing here. Mm. Um, but I feel like there's just a bit more that I need to see of the world and need to grow and experience myself. Are you thinking like you're going to spend a couple of years in Europe or are you going to go transcontinental? I think it depends if I, what job I get in Germany. Um, what so. job do you want to get? I don't know. you're not to... eligible to work at the moment, which is why you haven't gotten a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have my residency there, so I can't work. But there's lots of student jobs um, in the business field over there that I could get and work. And a lot of my friends have got jobs for, for next year, so... I don't know. I'm just going to, I want to try something different, work in a completely different field and then see where I go. Whether I stay in Munich after I graduate uni, I'm not sure. I, I would love to live in another country, but whether I have the mental capacity to go through that process again, mm. who knows? Well, this brings us to like our final thing. We're going to do some predictions. Mm. I am going to so imagine me as a fortune teller. Yeah, this gypsy is lady. clairvoyant all over again. <laughs> Yeah. Gypsy lady? Can we say that? You can say gypsy lady. You just can't say gypo. Gypo. That, that would be offensive. Or smelly gypsy. Oh, my God. No, I'm just saying we can't say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't say that. The other things you can't say are the... No, I'll just stop there. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to give your prediction. Okay. So thinking about your All financial, right. social, Ooh, and emotional... Why, why are you rubbing my hand? Is it one of these? <laughs> <laughs> they can do some intrusive stuff. Don't you have to, like, drink tea and they read the leaves and... That's Harry Potter, right? Yeah. Professor it's all, Trelawney. Yeah. It's all of that. Um, divination. Yeah. Isn't, <laughs> isn't the art of predicting what will happen or uh, whatever. I reckon Europe is your vibe. I'm getting from you, young man. I think that you will be longer you won't come back in six months you won't come back in a year i'm thinking two two and a half to three years in europe i don't think you'll stay in germany i think you will have some romantic endeavors and honestly oh, now you've got my attention yeah and honestly i kind of picture you with a swedish type person a swedish type person yeah. one that doesn't like dinners <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um or at least I see you following a Swedish person. Really? That is yeah, a very I just think like, random... I just think that's your type of, you know, in terms of physicality, I think you're probably attracted to those type of people, like blonde hair, blue eyes. That's so funny because that was originally... Oh, sorry, I'm interrupting your prediction. No, I, I kind of see you like going in that direction. Yeah. But I think you'll live in... Um, I think you'll live in at least one other country other than Germany. I think you will get. I think you. I think you will get a professional job in another industry, and 
I don't think you'll like it. I think you'll give it a go, but I don't think it's going to be your calling. Yeah. And ultimately, I see you as some sort of consultant selling people ideas that they don't <laughs> want or need. Because <laughs> you've got I'm the gift a politician. The yeah. <laughs> uh, too many nude photos of you online for that. Yeah. So that's kind of where I see you going. And then you'll come back to Perth and you'll be even more insufferable than you are now. <laughs> it's talking about when I lived in fucking this and that. But yeah, I reckon that's where you'll go in the next couple of years. Fascinating. Yeah. yeah I think some of it resonates. Some yeah. of the Swedish is very random. I just thought you might have been you know, interested in that those kind of people. Like... I think you you may have been like I don't I don't know yeah it's, it's a good good looking blonde girl I can see you kind of yeah being interested in that mm. all right gaze into my eyes oh not like that <laughs> why why are you winking <laughs> licking my lips <laughs> so Jordan Hitch where is the future going to take you not here okay but you'll always come back here I imagine you living abroad. Marrying an attractive Asian man in Sweden, wearing a blonde wig. <laughs> no, I I feel like Australia is your place. Mm-hmm. I don't think you'll be working as a physio in the next three years. Mm. I can see you jumping into a different profession or career. And as much as it pains me to say, I think we will lose you. Oh. As a physiotherapist, which is a shame. Not for the clients, though. <laughs> Oddly serious. Yeah. Um, I see you having kids sometime soon. I think three years. Sounds like a. Good. I think you'll have two two kids, mm-hmm. girl and a boy. You'll name one of them Josh. <laughs> In memoriam. <laughs> You're gonna die. I think happiness is around the corner, but there's gonna be some big decisions that you'll need to make first. Mm-hmm. And whether you stay here in Perth or not, who knows? Okay. So you don't see, like, it's unclear to you what will happen? Or do you see me moving to another city? You're meant to be a fortune teller, remember? What do I want to happen or what do I see happening? What do you see happening? I see that you want to move to another city. <laughs> okay. But I don't think it's going to happen for two years. Oh, Okay. I better prove you wrong then. <laughs> I make my own destiny. Anything else? No, that's it. It's actually quite a boring um, future. I'm meant to be moving in for away from Perth in two years and then within one year having two kids. Mm. So, fuck, seems like I've got to get started on that process. And a new career apparently too. <laughs> yeah, who fucking predicted that? No, this, well, yeah, this is... um. This is it. I don't know when I'm going to see you next. Um, we're having dinner on Thursday. Oh, I was being dramatic to our audience. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, God, early onset. It's <laughs> forgetting already. But it's been good reconnecting with you the last week. It's Yeah, it's been, been um, so much fun. Six months is a long time apart. Yeah, we didn't really talk much. No. So a few times I sent you a voice note of me depressed and you vice versa. Yeah, and yeah. I was that like, was oh, good. That was good. Less of that next year, please. <laughs> I reckon you are, yeah, I think when you get back, it's going to be party time for you. You're, you're loving your life in Germany. It's only going to get better. 
I do love my life there. Less depression, more recession, because you still haven't got a job. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's been great. Thank you to all the listeners. I hope you've enjoyed these two bonus reunion specials. Yes, and um, well, you usually finish by saying please like and subscribe, but we don't give a fuck about that anymore. One of the accounts has been hijacked <laughs> by an abroad Filipino. <laughs> and look, to be honest, I haven't checked the other account for a while. <laughs> But anyway, have a great Christmas. Happy New Year. This oh, will probably come out in. in the New Year anyway. Oh, you stole my sign off. Oh. Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs>